Hi, it's Mark Zinkowitz, and welcome to the Seed World Podcast. The National Association of Plant Breeders annual meeting has gone virtual this year. Organizers at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln have worked hard to find the best technology solutions to facilitate an engaging, meaningful, and valuable experience for those who attend. I sat down with Richard Pratt. He is the incoming chair of the Plant Breeding Coordinating Committee, which actually founded the National Association of Plant Breeders. The PBCC works to advance the interests of public sector plant breeders in the United States and beyond. Richard is the director of the Semi-Arid Cropping Systems Research Innovation Program at New Mexico State University. We talked about why he wanted to be chair of the PBCC and the importance of the public and private sectors working together to make its initiatives a success. You know, I I have had so many uh, meaningful experiences uh, working with graduate students uh, overseas and I think when I had those opportunities to actually get out in the countryside and meet farmers and uh, working under very difficult circumstances in often in very challenging environments. And I think I came to kind of a realization, if you will, that sometimes it's not so much about pushing yield up pushing yield potentials up as a plant breeder. Equally important is protecting the potential yield that's possible in that farming system. Um, So what we call very often defensive traits as plant breeders, uh, host resistance to diseases and pests and, and, So, you know, I really worked a lot in that area when I was at Ohio State University. Um, And in it's no longer exists, but the uh, integrated pest management CRISP, um, it really, I think it led me in some ways to really fully appreciate um, the impact that what we might call defensive plant breeding can have as well and uh, the importance of having effective teams, multidisciplinary teams, you know, and the importance of working with growers and understanding the grower situation, the challenges and opportunities that growers face. So a lot of those were uh, very meaningful and very sobering. experiences. How did you get involved with PBCC? Have you been a part of it for a while now? I have since the beginning, since the first meeting at NC State. Uh, I was the state representative and I I think I volunteered even, believe it or not. And um, I I became involved in in, uh, PBCC and was there as we realized we also needed to talk about NAPB. And um, uh, I've been involved uh, chairing the advocacy committee at uh, NAPB. And I felt I wanted to, to be of service and, and to help 
before I think about retiring. So I think the multi-generational aspect of PBCC and NAPB is really important. And uh, it's, it's just been wonderful. Uh, we just brought in to our committee at PBCC an assistant professor. And um, at NAPB, you know, there's a real focus on mentoring graduate students and it's a really important kind of groundbreaking thing that PBCC accomplished was bringing agronomic breeders and horticultural crop breeders and, and forestry crop breeders together as plant breeders. You know, typically they met in their respective uh, crop science or American Society for Horticultural Science or as similar professional societies. And this brought plant breeders together. Um, and I just think that was really important. You know, we're pretty ambitious. There are a lot of things we'd like to do. And I think one of them is, is just keep our momentum, um, keep our role in communication and education going. And I think our role sort of as a linker between federal agencies and public uh, university programs and ARS programs and uh, the national germplasm programs uh, at USDA, um, we're all interconnected. And if we stop and think for a moment, it's not sort of private versus public sector in turn, uh, it, it's really, um, it's really about the importance of plant breeding. And because I think what we found is there's a lack of understanding, there's a, a lack of recognition for the importance of plant breeding. And it's really in the interest of the private sector and the public sector to help increase that awareness and recognition of the importance of plant breeding. So in a way, I think we need to remind ourselves, we're all in this together and we're much stronger having strong private and public sector breeding programs. You know, I remember years ago when you couldn't find the words plant breeding in a request for proposals and that simply had to change. And I think that was really about the education, the need for awareness and recognition. And, and honestly, I think we're in a better position than we were. And I think it's because of the efforts of PBCC and of NAPB to help understand where are we? What are the capacity gaps? Where is the complementarity? Uh, between what the private sector does and what the public sector does. And um, I think we've helped inform our stakeholders, uh, including legislators, about the importance. Um, and I think we, it, the public and private breeders ha have really come to understand that we, we have a lot of common ground and shared experiences and common visions. And we're reminded the majority of our graduates go to the private sector. 
And so I think um, that awareness has really helped us together to do a better job of mentoring graduate students and, and young plant breeders. I think we, we fully understand that we both rely on and value the National Germplasm System. Um, they are holding on, they are preserving the genetic diversity that undergirds everything we do. You know, the, the private and public sector breeders all really share a, a lot of common interest and common vision. And, you know, that, and foremost perhaps is the importance of graduate students, uh, mentoring graduate students uh, to go on to become successful plant breeders in either the public or the private sector. And the importance of genetic diversity, uh, diversity and the utilization of that diversity. And, and so it's in everyone's interest that we have a viable and sustainable national germplasm system. So there's a lot of common ground. And, and uh, I think we really want to, to keep that um, relationship and that momentum going. Dave Bubeck is incoming chair of the NAPB. Dave serves as research director logistics for global breeding services and North America regional crops at Corteva AgriScience. We talked about why he decided to take on the role of chair of the NAPB, and like I talked about with Richard, the importance of the public and private sectors working together. I'm totally immersed in in agriculture and and ag research and i you know i grew up on a farm in north central iowa and that was kind of the springboard to everything about about production agriculture but also also pretty intent on you know watching opportunities to feed the world and uh even though corteva is is involved in field crops you know that that aspect of um you know, really, really looking at the diversity of plant life, and and lever the the human leverage of that plant, uh, the diversity of plant species that exist for the enjoyment of human food, <laughs> food feed, fuel and fiber as well. And uh, I and I practice it. I you know I I became a research director in December of 2000, and so I haven't actually run an active breeding program myself personally. Had had breeding programs reporting up through me, but haven't haven't run one personally since 2000. And so 20 the last 20 years of my career really been working on enabling others in in plant breeding and you know crop performance improvement um, in order to get through a lot of the uh, the conferences and meetings and and such and administrative and strategy sessions that I go to. I I do a lot of uh, gardening and so to get me back outside and my hand in touch with the soil and with plants directly i do i do a lot of gardening well my gardening isn't your typical backyard gardening it's it's more of an experimentation effort Every, everything in life is an experiment so i end up planting i don't know i think i've got at least 25 different species of things growing um, in multiple gardens and so i enjoy you know trying a lot of different varieties and not not too surprising coming from uh, someone that's a plant breeder 
Um, so, so anyway, that's, that's not a, I, I mean, I don't advertise that a lot, but I, you know, it's not a secret either. So a lot of people know that about me, you know, part of, part of my mission will be to continue to, to, I don't know, broaden the reach, but engage the private sector and make sure that we have a, a good level of private sector involvement and, and support. Um, I, I'm not the first president that came from the private sector. And so, so I think, you know, even on the executive committee, we have a nice blend of public and private sector. I think the membership is still, I don't know the exact numbers out of our nearly 500 members, um, but, but I would say the majority is still uh, public sector combined with graduate students who haven't, you know, made the, the, the directional choice yet. They're still in their, in their graduate career. And so we'll see where they end up. I think a lot of times what's happened when people leave graduate school, um, when you're when you're going to graduate school and plant breeding, a really typical trend has been to, uh, you know, you you become a member of Crop Science Society of America if you're a plant breeder, you know, the Tri Societies Agronomy Crops and Soils, and you become a member of that because it looks nice on your resume, and then if you go in the private sector direction like I did many, many private sector plant breeders, you're like, well, okay, I landed my job and that the tri-societies of these scientific societies are generally thought of as an academic ascent and don't really need that anymore. And it, and it doesn't really add value to my career path. What I would disagree with that is that we, we still need uh, private sector interaction, collaboration with the public sector because from a private sector perspective, they're training our future employees. And, and I think in order to stay the course and be you know, really bold on our technology development and to continue to foster you know, tech, technology improvements and enabling technologies that improve plant breeding methods and improve the ability to improve crop performance, and whether you're on the vegetable side or field crop side, it doesn't really matter. Um, and, and to be able to, you know, be shoulder to shoulder at times with the public sector is a really important thing for us to do in the private sector. And, and the busyness of our lives, you know, carve out a little bit of time, you know, to varying degrees. And, it, and it's changed over the course of my career. When I was fully engaged as a plant breeder and had an active plant breeding program myself personally, at that moment in my career, I had less time to spend on the external facing, external to Corteva or external facing to whatever company, you know, the, there was just less time to commit to those sorts of things. And as I became, you know, more involved in research administration or, you know, product strategy endeavors and, and plant breeding leadership, and, and I wasn't so pressed during the seasonal demands of running a plant breeding program myself, I actually had a little bit more time to commit to the external facing things of, you know, activities like being involved in NAPB or Crop Science Society of America. So, so it ebbs and flows with one's career, depending on what the, the, the demands of their day-to-day -day job, their day job, I would say, um, what those demands are. And so those change over time. And I think, you know, I think everybody in the private sector, though, should remain compelled to say, what's the interaction that I need to have with academia, with the public sector, with, with graduate students, 
Someday I may be in a position where I have to recruit future employees if I become a people leader at an organization. And so how do I stay connected? And, and, and then I would say more importantly, even than that is what, what do I, what's the immediate thing that I can get back? I, I think NAPB has done a wonderful job of connecting, not, not just through our annual meeting one time a year, but actually through the regular webinars and I, and I think even the COVID experience with all of us working virtual has given rise to more opportunities to say, how do, how do we want to reach our virtual audience of plant breeders and what do they need to know now? For more podcasts, visit seedworld.com.